Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News Season 2 with Kim and Lisa. Hi everyone, so happy to be back. If you are a Bravo lover, you have come to the right place. So we will be diving into all of the New Jersey drama every week, starting with this week's premiere. And there's a lot to unpack. We've got Melissa and Joe versus Teresa. We've got Jennifer versus Dolores. Marge and Teresa making up. So much to cover. So let's dive right in. Let's do it. So I love a premiere because we kind of jump in to catch up with the ladies and see what they've been up to since we last saw them. We kind of start by seeing Dolores and of course her ex Frank who is still always around which I absolutely love. Dolores! Ah! You have to knock Frank. Knock this. She kind of gives us an update on her love life. Yeah so Dolores has a new man in her life um, who she mentioned at the end of season 12 at the reunion. Um, Paul or Paulie, as I like to say. And, you know, it seems like him and Frank don't exactly see eye to eye. Me and Paulie don't exactly see eye to eye. I assume that we'll be, you know, catching some of that conflict during the, as the season unfolds. But, um, I mean, Dolores, can I just say, looks better than ever. Like, I don't know how she does it, but she keeps looking better and better. Like, she is gorgeous. She looks amazing. She's actually become one of my favorite New Jersey housewives. And when I first saw that she started dating Polly, I was a little bit skeptical because I was like, who is this guy? I don't know. But like after hearing how happy she is and how it's such a different relationship than her past with David, um, you know, I'm happy for her. If she's happy, I'm happy. I just want um, them all and Frank to get along because Frank is such a big part of her life. So I just... I need them to get along. I want to be able to be in a room with you and Paulie and our children and everybody feel comfortable. Yeah, for sure. Um, This guy seems a lot different than David. So I don't know. I guess maybe that's what she needed. But then we kind of check in with Jen and she is a little bit immobilized. She has like a broken ankle or something. I've had quite the slew of bad luck. Luckily, she has five kids to kind of wait on her. Um, which I don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's a lot harder than it seems, but, um, she kind of talks about how she has, you know, an evil eye cast on her or that's what her mom thinks. I do believe that somebody put the evil eye on me. They kind of did this evil eye ceremony. (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty funny. That was hilarious. Maybe this has something to do with (laughs) negative energy and you're just like an airhead. And then she says that the evil eye was cast on her by dot, 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 Dolores. It's definitely coming from Dolores. What do you think about that? so weird. No, I honestly, I don't really understand the Dolores-Jen conflict. And I don't think Dolores understands it either. It seems like Dolores just kind of didn't quite say the right thing at the reunion. And Jen took that as like, like... I hate you. I don't want to be your friend. And the end. It's just very strange. And I think it all stemmed from the conflict between Margaret and Jen from last season, bringing up the affair with Bill and everything. And it kind of seems like we'll touch on this a few times um, during this recap that it's more of like, you didn't stick up for me when Marge was bashing my relationship. So therefore, I'm mad at you and you're not a good friend. It's not that she did 
anything directly to her. It's more about what she didn't do. That's exactly right. And I feel like that is such a big theme in Jersey overall is like, you didn't have my back because we run by the Teresa Judice um, rules of, you know, societal behavior here. And to her, loyalty, loyalty is everything. And Teresa's definition of loyalty means like you can never question her. You can never, you know, call her out on anything. So it's a, it's a tough standard. Yep. Um, so, and that leads us into catching up with Melissa and Joe, who start off the season talking about who else but Teresa. So I guess, you know, Teresa revealed at the reunion that Melissa will not be a bridesmaid at the wedding. Melissa will not be a bridesmaid. No. Which I think is, is fine because... They're not really, they're castmates, but they're not really friends. They're family. We know that they don't like each other. So Teresa just chose to not have Melissa as a bridesmaid. And it seems like Melissa's at least pretending to be okay with that. You know, sending Teresa a text saying it's all good. But I don't know. Do you think she really feels that way? Here's the thing. I think that Melissa initially did not care that she wasn't a bridesmaid. And then I think when it got brought up at the reunion and it was uncovered, I think she saw an opportunity to make it, you know, a little bit more of a, a thing. And, you know, maybe maybe now she's realizing that it was hurtful or maybe it's just, you know, she's a little bit acting like it hurt her more than it did. But here's she, I have a bigger issue with this. When you are 50 years old and you're getting married and it's your second marriage you don't need a bridal party. Like, I feel very strongly about this. You do not like bridesmaids. You do not need groomsmen. None of your, you know, for, fit friends in your 40s and 50s want to be a bridesmaid or groomsman. I certainly don't. So friends out there, you know, if you ever have another wedding, like, I, I don't need to be a bridesmaid. I really don't. No, I agree 100%. And, but in Teresa's case... She has her four daughters, you know, to be those bridesmaids. Nobody else needs to be in that lineup. You have right. enough. Just invite your daughters. You have a, a beautiful family who is there to support you. Don't involve anybody else. I completely agree. I mean, if you want to have a wedding, fine. Have a wedding. But just don't make, don't make you know, middle-aged women... <laughs> wear the same dress do perform the rituals and you know you just don't really need it and I, I think especially you don't need it when it's your second marriage and you're in your 50s and now we said it and so Melissa and Joe also kind of hint that like you know Teresa has become become nastier since Louis's been in the picture she was more nasty than ever but again I don't really agree with that because Teresa is Teresa. She's been that way forever since season one. And if anything, I feel like she's calmed down. She's going to therapy. You know, Louie is really like keeping her in her place. So I don't know. I feel like that it's the exact opposite. Yeah, I don't know if that's just what we're seeing, but I totally agree with you. Like, it seems like Teresa is, you know, becoming a little bit more self-aware and she's trying to not be so reactionary um and we kind of see that happening in real time so i don't know it, you know maybe it's 
behind the scenes stuff that they're referring to. I'm not sure. So then we hop on over to Teresa and Louie's house. They're having a small get together for her 50th birthday. Also, she looks amazing. And, you know, we find out that Melissa and Joe were invited, but um, were not able to be there. So it seems like there's some thoughts on that that Teresa has. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But we get to see, you know, Melania and Gia and Adriana and Gabrielle. Was Gabriella there? Louis's family. And you see them all come together. And it does seem like Teresa has a nice bond with Louis's sisters and with his family and that the girls all get along. And, you know, it seems like they're building a strong family unit. And I think that that's like all Teresa wants in the world. And so that exactly. makes it for her. Yeah, no, I agree. I loved seeing them together. I love catching up with the girls. Um, Teresa's daughters are like one of my favorite things about Jersey. And the fact that they're meshing so well with Louis' family just makes me happy. Teresa mentions that Louis' family is kind of filling a void. Now that I have Louis' family filling that void that I didn't have before. And I guess she's kind of talking about since losing her parents, which, you know, is kind of a dig at Melissa and Joe because obviously they're still there and maybe willing to have a relationship with her, but she wants nothing to do with it. So basically she's trading one family for another. And Joe basically says like, you know, she made it very clear where we stand as a family. And, you know, that was her decision. And I will say that, I mean, Teresa was not nice to Joe at the reunion and calling him bitch boy. Like, I mean, Sorry, you are. That was iconic television, I have to say. It was good television, but I don't think that's something you should necessarily say to your brother and then, like, you know, put the blame on him for your relationship. But I was surprised when Louis kind of backed her up on that and was like, well, he is a bitch boy. I'm surprised you didn't call him a bitch boy a long time ago. Because Louis usually the one that's like, like, you're making a mistake. You know, you got to calm down. Like, don't put this on her. Like. I don't know. I, I can't decide if I love or hate Louis constantly psychoanalyzing every situation and every person they come into into contact with. His insecurities are screaming. Well, Louis, like, you're not a doctor, so calm, calm down here. Yeah, I get that. But it kind of seems like he's a very spiritual person. He's really, like, mm-hmm. you know, looks at himself like... um. I don't know, takes a good look at himself and is trying to better himself, as we saw from that, you know, weird video that came out last year where he was at some retreat with all the guys on the beach and whatever. I love you and I love our family together. I love our children. We're past that, but I don't know. I feel like he's putting in a solid effort to try to change himself and to try to change Teresa which is what I'm seeing. You know, the jury's still out on Louis. I'm not saying I'm team Louis, but he is trying. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, he's he's admittedly a work in progress, as we all are. And I think he, he tries to embrace that and, you know, bring that to Teresa's life as well. Totally. So Melissa is throwing this 80s roller rink party because she loves the 80s and everybody that knows her associates her with the 80s which like sure whatever uh, but <laughs> we see everybody kind of arriving um and we actually get to meet uh frank senior's new girl Brittany. 
Britney, yes. And Dolores, you know, had nothing but nice things to say about Britney. They've dated back and forth over the years. And they're just a really great couple for each other. Which I thought was very kind. Um, I did think it was funny how she said, you know, there's definitely an age gap. Some of my dogs are older than Britney. So that was pretty funny. But and then we find out later that Frank actually was her trainer or something. And that's how they met. But it seems like they've been on and off for for quite a while. Yeah. So then we have Teresa and Louie arrive and they basically no one acknowledges them or at least Melissa and Joe don't acknowledge them. I came to your party and you don't even speak to me. And isn't it kind of weird? Like, I noticed that Louie was the only one not dressed up in 80s gear. You, you didn't dress up? Like, that kind of... Yeah. That kind of bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... Maybe he's just... I think maybe he's just a little too cool for school that way. Like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you can throw on, like, a windbreaker or something. Right. Like, give it, like, just a little. Like, you're on a TV show. This is a theme party, you know? Like, so just give it a little effort. But, um, I, I don't know. They did not arrive to welcoming open arms it was kind of awkward and melissa and marge are still talking about how you know their drama with teresa from last year still still going on and we also have dolores and jen start going at it at this party too second time you're walking away i'm sorry i mean it's kind of just coming from all sides yeah there's definitely these like sort of pockets of of conflict happening throughout the party. And it's like, oh, have you talked to, you know, Dolores, have you talked to Jen yet? Jen, have you talked to Dolores yet? Margaret, have you talked to Teresa yet? Teresa, have you talked to Margaret yet? Like, it's just kind of funny. And I can imagine, like, there's not that many people there. So it probably is very awkward um, to be there. Um, did we get a quick little cut of Tracy, last season's Tracy, Tiki Barber's husband? We did. Tiki Barber was spotted, you know, skating right on the rink. And honestly, like... Oh, did we see him like, too? We did. Um, And I was like, who? Excuse me? I must have missed Why that, but here? I did notice Tracy. Um, And then we meet a whole bunch of, of, of new... A new fresh crop of wives. We have... Rachel, who is the youngest housewife in history. I've known Rachel for many years because Rachel and Brittany used to train together and Frank was their trainer. Born in the 90s. Um, makes me feel real old. Yeah, she's a 90s baby. She's born in 1991. I was born in 1990. So the fact that there is officially a housewife that is younger than me is honestly really depressing. <laughs> it's that phrase like, we get older and the housewives stay the same age. I get older, they stay the same age. I was not born in the 90s. I was born in the 80s. So imagine how I feel. <laughs> so then we also meet um, Danielle, who is this Jersey meets Staten Island queen. And I got to say, she made a an amazing first impression. I'm the boss of the household. I love that she kind of is connected to the women too um, in a very interesting way. So when they intro her, they share that Danielle's stepmom was married to Caroline Manzo's brother. So is that yeah, her Caroline's niece? Step niece? Maybe? Step 
piece? I don't know. I feel like I have to like plan out the family tree, but there's there's a connection there to the Manzo family for sure. Um, I gotta say off the bat, I was like, oh, she is perfect. Like she is a perfect Jersey housewife. She's got the hair, she's got the lashes, she's got the look, she's got the accent. And I was like, oh, she is born and bred Jersey. And then she's like, oh, I'm from Staten Island. It's very different from Jersey. And I was like, oh, well, okay. You still seem perfect. <laughs> so I'm excited to see what she brings. She's got a hot husband. Um, so yeah, I think she's going to be a firecracker. Totally. And then we also meet the new friend of Jen, who is Marge's friend, who I have to say must be related to Cindy Barship from Roni because they are literally twins. I think it's the same person. I think Cindy's just kind of, you know, taken on a new identity and has moved to Jersey. So I don't know. That's my opinion on that. It sounds like a plausible theory. I do love how Jersey actually introduced these uh, newbies and share the connection with the women. You know, these aren't like made up connections. These are real connections. It seems like they're real friends, which tends to work rather than them bringing in just strangers. So I have I have faith that these women are going to bring it. Yeah. And I like that they introed them all at once. So it was like it was one party. We get to meet all of them. It wasn't this like awkward scene of like, okay, one's going to go to brunch with, you know, Melissa and then she's going to awkwardly bring her to a party like I just like they just threw them in they're like just put on some roller skates and go by the way I loved that half of the episode we were just watching people walk on the carpet on roller skates because it's so awkward to do that and it was just cracking me up I'm trying to look very cool speaking of awkward um we see Marge fall on on the rink while she's skating and it turns out she breaks her wrist. Is your booby out? No, my wrist. So now we have a broken ankle in Jen Aiden and a broken wrist in Marge, and it is episode one. We have a broken ankle, but we may see a friendship mend because we have Teresa inviting Margaret over for cheese and crackers thanks to the new friend of Jen who kind of kind of brings them together. Why can't you guys just sit down? No, I want to do that. Yes, and I was dying at Margaret's response. She is so quick-witted. You know, Teresa was like, I want to have you over. And without missing a beat, Margaret was like... So what, to bury me in the backyard? No. She didn't even blink. I loved it. And I agree with Margaret. It's so unlike Teresa. You know, they just said that Teresa likes to hold grudges, yet she's here ready to make up with Margaret. And I almost think if Teresa has some sort of like ulterior motive, is she doing this just to get at Melissa because she knows that Melissa and Marge are friends and it's easier when they're separated, but it's more complicated when, you know, Teresa's getting along with, with an ally of Melissa's? That's a good point. I don't know. I... Maybe I'm so naive. I took it at total face value. I took it as um, the Louis effect and him just, you know, encouraging her to to not have so much conflict in her life. But that's a good point. So they basically sit down and Teresa kind of admits that she kind of crossed the line last season. Um, you know, Louie is encouraging her to really listen to Margaret. Don't speak over her. Don't interrupt her. Just give her the space to talk. Margaret apologizes. 
you know, she said she's looking out for Teresa, um, which I kind of buy because honestly, the video of Louie, which I brought up before and I'll bring it up again, was kind of worrisome, wouldn't you say? It was a little, I don't know. Yeah, I do think Margaret's intentions were good in the beginning. Um, You know, I don't think we'll ever know the full truth because Teresa's convinced that Margaret kept feeding things to the press. I don't know that we'll ever know if she did that or not. Um, But, you know, if she did, that's definitely not great. Um, But she's sticking by the fact that she was just a concerned friend. And, you know, I think anytime your friend is dating someone new and there's like some red flags there, which there definitely were, um, you're, you're gonna be concerned. So I, yeah, I, I like when they are, you know, together, like, I don't like when they're at, at odds with each other. So I'm glad that they made up like off the bat and we'll see where it goes. And, um, I think the show is stronger when they are, you know, on the same page. And especially when Teresa's, you know, being honest or as she says, I'm being raw as as a a cucumber raw as a cucumber such a good quote i loved that i never heard that one but that could be a new one the teresa isms you don't get that with any other franchise and i just i love it chef's kiss so finally we get to this calendar photo shoot that dolores is putting together for charity purposes she's asked all the husbands to come and you know they're all going to pose for this calendar you know, inspired by like a sexy fireman calendar. And um, we got to, you know, meet the new husbands. We got to like throw them into this situation off the bat. Guys like this. Go like this. Woo! There you go. Looking good, looking good. Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, we get to see everyone's looks. Like it, it, Joe Gorga was definitely, you know, feeling himself he likes showing that body he was in the moment what is this walking <laughs> we all know that this is joe's moment he's all zoolander i thought they all did a pretty good job i think the photographer did a good job too of you know making them look good i loved it the men um are really what makes jersey jersey there is no other franchise that has husbands like this they could have their own show honestly i just love watching them and their banter i hope we get to see more of them which i'm sure we will as the as the season progresses but the calendar amazing idea dolores well done can i just say that it's so annoying that like if this was a a shoot for the women each of them would be in glam for at least two hours and for the guys they walk in literally it's like they're like spraying like you know cooking spray on them basically and just going like this and it's like all right get out there you're ready to go and it's so unfair it's just so unfair i know but they... um who is your favorite husband so um this might come as a surprise but i'm gonna go with bill aiden what do you have bill doing sexy doctor, doctor. oh my god he like just did it for me yes honey i don't know i feel like i should hate him because he cheated on Jen, but for some reason, he's redeemed himself for me. And while I don't really like Jen, honestly, I love Bill and I think he's hilarious. And he's like, when he's like, there's something wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. Like that's his way of being like a sexy doctor. 
I don't know. That cracked me up. Who was your favorite calendar husband? Um, I mean, I'm ashamed for admitting this, but it was Joe Gorga. <laughs> I mean, the hot dogs. Now put that in your mouth, Joe. <laughs> the hot dogs. It's just so funny. Because you could tell he was really taking it seriously and he looks good. Like he's, you know, he looks good. So while this photo shoot is going on, we also have a lot of drama going on with the ladies. We have Dolores and Jen continuing to battle it out. You know, Dolores hears Jen talking about her in the other room and is like, uh-uh, not on my watch. What the f is this, third grade? It has to stop. Now I'm mad. And so goes and gets her and attempts to talk to her. But again, we don't know why they're fighting. Dolores doesn't know why they're fighting and is not going to admit to anything that she did because she didn't do anything. And so that obviously doesn't end well. You know what? You I'm and I don't agree on what a friend is. We totally don't. It's like, oh, okay, so they're not just going to, this isn't something that it's just going to go away after, you know, one talk um, a la Teresa and Marge. So it seems like this is a conflict that's going to be carried out at least for a couple more episodes, maybe throughout the season. We don't know. I need some water. I'm not nice. We're good. Uh, no You're not anything nice. nice. It's just a lot, you know, again, over what? Over what? I don't know, but if I were Dolores, I would be pissed at being called an old handbag. She looks like an old handbag. Like, Jen, where the hell do you even come up with shit like that? And like, I don't know, that rubs me the wrong way. I totally agree. If she is an old handbag, like she's an old Prada or an old, Vin you know, like a vintage something like Louis that. Vuitton. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, it, it holds its value because she looks amazing. Yeah. Jen, on the other hand, I'm not so sure, but that's just my opinion. So, so let me ask you a question. Do you think that Teresa has rubbed off on Jen so much that that's why Jen is sort of taking this stance against Dolores and saying that she, you know, kind of broke their loyalty and she she's not loyal as a friend. I think that Teresa has definitely rubbed up off on Jen and not in a good way. It's like become too much. Like I feel like Teresa creates these theatrical over the top moments for Jersey and while it's kind of comes naturally to Teresa it's not coming off naturally for Jen it's try hard she's creating conflict where there is none and like throwing over these over the top throwing out these over the top insults and just being like a nasty bitch honestly and I don't like it so that was this week's recap of the premiere of Real Housewives of New Jersey um there's going to be so much to unpack this season so make sure you follow along hit that subscribe button you can stay in the know and follow us along on our Jersey journey. See you guys next time.